on yet? There we are. I love that. that I love that third verse. When I think that God is not sparing, send him to die, I scarce can take it in. If you stop and think about it, uh, just how little we really understand the gra- and grasp in the, uh, the beauty and the majesty of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Uh, it, it, it takes some pondering. It takes some meditation uh, to really get a, uh, to get a hold. And even then, I, 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 it's, it, the glory of it is much greater than we can, than we can really see. We, we, we can put the picture in our mind. We can think about it. We, you've seen movies about it and pictured Jesus on the cross in the movies, and, and, and that will bring a tear to your eye. But to really understand what was in his heart and in his mind when he hung on that cross and the, and the purpose why he did it. Um, when I get to heaven, whether that's in the next five years, ten years, fifty years, or the Lord comes back and I get to be there tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be like. But I'm certainly, I certainly know that we're going to worship him. Amen. Um, be praying for, for Rose. Um, just uh, she, she broke her hip. We, many of you already know that. It's not all of you. Uh, she had surgery. Uh, she's not doing very well. Um, and from what I understand, Joyce was called in um, this morning at 5 o'clock to the hospital um, about something that had to do with their mom. So um, anytime they call you in in the middle of the night or that early morning, it isn't really a good thing. Um, I, know that she, I know that Rose is ready to go home. Um, and uh, she's, she's been saying that for a while. Um, and this, this is only, I'm sure, putting more of a desire for that in her, in her heart. Um, and, uh, but, so we need to be praying for her, praying for the family, for decisions, whatever decisions that have to be made, and, and praying for peace of mind and peace of heart. And, uh, and I'm not trying to put her in the grave just yet, and this is not her funeral message. Uh, I pray God heals her, and I pray God uh, re- returns to her her strength, and that she's able to get home and, and sound mind and all of those things, and that's my desire. Um, but I pray that whatever it is, God's glorified in it. And uh, uh, be praying for strength for all of them as they go through this time. It isn't easy. Um, and uh, it's uh, even even if she goes home to be with the Lord and gets to hug her bear that she's been talking about forever. I can remember the first time I sat down and talked with her. She, she said she was looking forward to going to heaven so she could hug a bear. Uh, because the, she read in the Bible, it says the lion lays down to the lamb. And if a lamb can lay down to the lion, she can hug a bear. And she's always wanted to. So, uh, but uh, but uh, even if that happens, um, there'll, there'll still be a period of grieving here. So um, we just be praying for her. Um, did uh, we get copies of those? Ezra, you, did you know how to make copies? Okay. All right. So, okay. So we have a list of all the kids who have signed up for VBS. Um, and uh, I, I'd asked Ezra, but he doesn't know how. So uh, we'll get a, a copy of that list. And if you could, pray over the kids on that list. Um, I, I, there's a bunch of names on there we don't know. Um, praise the Lord for that. Um, don't know where they're coming from or what churches they go to or if any church at all. Um, but may, we need to be praying for them that God would, would bless and work um, in, uh, in, with our VBS. Take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to continue on with our message this morning. We, we 
Uh, we're looking at verses 17 through, we stopped at verse 20 uh, this morning, and we'll, let's read them again, and, uh, but we're going to read on and uh, read down to verse, uh, verse uh, we'll read down to verse 23 and see how far we get here. Um, I, I, I'll try not to, I say this every week, I said it this morning, and I re, I'll be honest, I really intended to have a shorter message, but there's so much here. There's so much here. Well, it's not that I want a short message. I just don't want to overwhelm you with so, with so much, right? Because there's, there's a lot here. Um, but like this morning, I, I, I could have stopped halfway through the thought, but there would have been no point to it because you, <laughs> you wouldn't know what Paul said at the end of it, so, uh, which was the real point of it. So anyways, let's go ahead and we'll read. We'll start at verse 17, and then we'll read down to verse, verse uh, uh, 23 and see where we go, see what the Lord does. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. That's where we stopped this morning. Continue on, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, uh, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. We'll go ahead and read verse 24. Uh, and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Let's pray, Father. God, I thank you so much for uh, your word. And I thank you, Father, for the, the opportunity to, to read it and to study it. And Lord, for what it, what it teaches us. God, I thank you for your spirit, which, which does the teaching, Lord, and helps us to uh, understand, Lord, the, these truths. Uh, God, I pray that you would empty me of myself and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I pray that as we, uh, you'd help me to convey these truths um, uh, succinctly and and quickly, but Lord, in an understandable manner, Lord, I pray that you'd, Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts um, in in all of this, that we might be able to not just know what the Bible says, um, but Lord, that we might be able to live it. God, I pray that your Spirit would do the work in each one of us, and Lord, uh, Lord, you know our needs, um, and I pray that you would just have your way in all of our hearts, Father, and we'll thank you and praise you, and we thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, so this morning we started out looking at verse 17 where Paul said, this I say therefore, uh, pointing to everything that we've been looking at for the last, and I'm not going to go over and cover it all, all again, but, but, but we've been looking at the doctrine of salvation and the doctrine of sanctification uh, through chapters 1 and 2 uh, as Paul teaching us these things that, that we believe in chapter 3. Uh, we go, he starts to get into, if you believe these things, then you need to start living uh, in a specific way. And chapter 4, uh, and then there's some few, a few truths or the, a few other truths that are uh, opened up to us, the, 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 the doctrine of the church. And, and, uh, and so, but we get into verse, and, and then the, the uniting of the Jews and Gentiles, the gospel for everybody. Not just for a few. I get into verse uh, chapter four, and he goes from from uh, talking about what we believe to if this is what you really believe, then you need to walk worthy. Um, uh, in going through talking about those unifying concepts, we won't go over them all, but there is one body and one spirit, uh, and and uh, one Lord, one God, one faith, one baptism. 
and uh, thankful for, for those things that unify us. Uh, but, but then he also talks about those things that, he, that he's given to us as the church. And uh, those, church, those gifts were given, the, 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 the evangelists and the, the pastor teachers, and to instruct and to feed and to, to tend to the, to the needs of the church. And when I say tend to the needs, the spiritual needs of the church, to, tend to, the, uh, to feed the flock of God, that, uh, that they have the word of God. And all that was so that we can have a good, solid foundation of the doctrines of the word so that we know what we believe. And uh, it's this idea that uh, we need to mature and grow in our Christian faith and our Christian walk, that we're not to stay uh, as newborn babes all of our Christian life. Um, and so uh, that's, what, that's one of the things doctrine is good for. Um, and uh, so, so Paul says, if you don't do that, there's a danger. And we talked about this last week, uh, that, uh, that, that verse 14, that we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. If we don't know what we believe, then we can be dissuaded from our beliefs. Um, if we don't know, let me rephrase that. If we don't know why we believe it, why we're grounded in these things, uh, then we can be dissuaded. Because if you can be persuaded, you can be dissuaded. Uh, if, I, if I talk you into something, somebody can talk you out of it. And uh, there's always somebody that can talk better than I can. And uh, so you, you, that's not, we don't want to believe because this is what the preacher says or we're Baptists and this is what Baptists believe. Um, that will get you nowhere. Uh, we want to believe it because this is what the Bible says. Amen? Um, and so that will, that will help us to mature. And, uh, and that's what those next couple of verses said, that till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God in verse 13 uh, and verse 15, but speaking that truth and love, that truth is doctrine, and that, that we may grow up in him in all things. And God has given it uh, to us to bind us together, to knit us together so that we can all grow and mature as a church um, uh, so that we can uh, grow up into him. Now, this morning we talked about the war, or Paul uh, the previous walk. Paul went on to say in verse 17, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk. That word henceforth means don't go any further. Stop here. It's a, from this point on you need to walk differently. Well, that's, I kind of scratched my head when I first started thinking about that. Because if that's what that means, that means that there were Christians in the church of Ephesus that were still walking like the Gentiles walked. And, they were, they, and their life wasn't any different. Um, and that's what, I believe that's why Paul was saying, listen, he's saying, listen, this is what you believe. Now it needs to come out through, through your life. It can't just be that you say you believe it. Uh, how many of you believe that Jesus saved you and changed you? How many of you believe God is perfecting you? Paul says, now stop, stop acting like he didn't. And that's pretty much what Paul said here. Uh, now, uh, it doesn't mean that... Uh, and he goes on to describe the 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 the, uh, the the previous walk that they had as Gentiles, uh, as those that were without Christ. Uh, their mindset, they were depraved, and we won't go through all the time because it take it would take well, we'd be here forever. Depraved, darkened, disaffected, deceived, and and desensitized. Uh, uh, that, that was the the mindset. That God was they 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 were depraved in mind, full of sin and wickedness and evilness. And that their their minds were darkened. They were not able to see the truth uh, because uh, because. Uh, and they were shut out of uh, all the life that God wanted them to have, but because of their rejection of him, uh, they, 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 they're missing out on what God had for them. Uh, uh, they, they were deceived because they were ignorant. They didn't, they didn't 
because they're blind, they don't know what the truth is, and, uh, and Satan's always willing out to, or is willing to deceive a lost person. The Bible says that the gospel will be hid; it's hid to them that are lost, and they're desensitized. Uh, uh, they, they've heard the truth, they've seen the truth, but they rejected the truth. Uh, their, their hearts have grown hardened or calloused, and so uh, that was their their mindset. Uh, but their mindset led to these motivations. Uh, they're not controlled by their spirit; they're controlled by their flesh, their lusts. Uh, there's it talks about the, the lasciviousness. Uh, lascivious means uh, uncontrolled lust, shamelessness, uh, disrespect. And that was the motivation uh, of how they were living. Uh, they, they were not controlled. Uh, the Gentiles would live their lives and make their choices based upon their own lust. And we're not talking about just sexual lust uh, or physical lust. We're talking about uh, uh, lust for power, lust for greed, lust for money, and, and, and all of those things, right? That's what controlled what they did. And because they allowed those things to control them, uh, uh, they, uh, they had no shame in, in what they did. When, when you don't think there's anything wrong with what you're doing, if you don't think it's wrong, then you're not worried about it. And we see that in the world today, don't we? They have whole... They have whole parades about it nowadays. And, and listen, that's, not, that's only one sin. There's all kinds of sins that fall into this. Uh, people living together outside of marriage and, and uh, 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 children disrespecting their parents. And uh, listen, it's, it's, it's common. It's natural. It's what the world does. And we shouldn't be surprised by it because we are in the, I do believe we are in those last days. But we need to understand that's the way the world thinks. That's not the way that we should think. That's, that's the mindset the world had. That's, those are the motivations of the world. And it talks about uh, not only uh, do we see their motivations, but their misdeeds. Uh, they, they're at the end of verse, verse uh, 19, the, the, it caused them to, to work all uncleanness, uncleanness with greediness. Uh, their works were morally impure. Uh, uh, everything that they did was an offense to God. Uh, just like back in the days of Noah, uh, the Bible says that there was that they thought evil thoughts in their hearts continually. Uh, that's how the world is today. Why? Because they're still depraved. They're still, they're, 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 their hearts and minds have been darkened or, or blinded to the truth of the gospel. Uh, Satan, and Satan's glad to keep them there, by the way. Uh, they, 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 that's how they still walk. That's how they still live. And, and, and that's how we used to be. Morally impure. And at the end of that, it said with greediness. What, that, what does that mean? They're never satisfied. No matter how much of it they got, you could never have enough. And whether, whether it's sex, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever else you want to throw in there, uh, it's, uh, there's never enough. If it's the love of money, guess what? There's never enough. It's the love of power, there's never enough. No matter what it is, uh, as it being morally impure and, 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 and fueled by their lust, they're never going to come to a point where you said, you know what? I've had enough. It's not going to happen. Why? Because the, the, the flesh just wants more and more. Uh, we, we see that truth uh, played out in the book of Song of Solomon. Not Song of Solomon, sorry. Right, right or wrong, wrong, wrong uh, book. Uh, Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon had everything he wanted. And what did he call it? What did he say? Vanity, vanity. All his vanities. It wasn't worth any of his time. And uh, so, uh, we, and also in Proverbs chapter 27, 20, it talks about how health, hell is enlarged, but it also says that the eye is never satisfied. It's, uh, there's, there's never a full satisfaction. Uh, ever, ever get a plate bigger than you can eat? Ever see, well, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. That's, that's your want to and not having enough want. <laughs> you're never satisfied. All right. 
That's where we finished off this morning. Well, we, actually, what we finished off with this morning was verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. That isn't what we learned. As Christians, he says, this is, he says, I don't want you to walk this way anymore. This is how the world used to walk. Now, don't walk. Stop it! In my paraphrasing. Just stop it! There's, there's a, I saw it on Facebook a while ago, a video of a pastor saying things that, that he wished or that they wish they could say. And at the end, I won't go through the whole thing, but at the end, of the day, he goes, he goes, he goes are you, if you're lying, if you're doing this, if you're doing this, just stop it, just stop it. And it is hilarious. It's a hilarious video. But the idea is the same. That's what Paul's saying. Is that's how you were. Don't be that way anymore. You say you're saved. You, that's, you learn that Christ, the, 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 the gospel can change you and save you and, and, and revolutionize who you are. Why hasn't he? Or why hasn't it worked its way outward yet? And so, so that's, what, that's what he's saying there, but you, for, but you have not so learned Christ. Now verse 21 says this, If so be that ye have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. And he says, if you have heard the gospel, and if you have believed the gospel, stop it. <laughs> it's a continuation of, of the thought there in verse 20. He says, if, if that's true, if you're saved, if you have placed your faith and trust in the saving mercy of Jesus Christ, that saving blood where he, he washed you white as snow and he cleaned you and he forgave you and, and he put new life into you. And, and as, John, John put, or as Jesus said in John, you have been born again. If that has happened, then put off that old man. Put them off. See, the only reason that you would still be walking in that way, that old way, that previous way, is that you're still carrying, uh, you're still wearing that previous lifestyle that you had. Now, as Christians, now I, I understand that there is a growth process, and as we grow, uh, there uh, there are there are things that that God reveals to us, and, and that that we should, as, as God convicts us of it. Okay, take that away. But we're not, we're not talking about specific sins. What we're talking about is a lifestyle change. See, if you were an alcoholic and, 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 and uh, sorry, I'm looking at a card up on the ceiling. That's all, uh, distract me. Uh, uh, if you were an alcoholic and you got saved, and I would expect there'd be some change. Now, I don't expect that you could necessarily overcome it in one day because people fall. In fact, I read a I read a book. It was about a I can't remember the, the guy's name. He was uh, it was he was in the Navy SEALs. His name was Chris something or other, um, and he uh, he got saved out of drugs, um, and and he struggled for uh, for not all the time, but every once in a while he would relapse. And it wasn't that it's not that he wasn't saved, but man, sin can have a, a real grip on you. And he would get to a point where, where, where he would fall into it. He was married. He had kids. It ended up going and serving, dying on the, as, as, as a Navy SEAL uh, over, overseas. Uh, but, but listen, you can fall back. I'm not talking about the, 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 the accidental slip-up. We're not talking about the, we're talking about the lifestyle of. Because when, 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 when you get saved, you're going to take off. And that's what the, he says. The, the, so there are two words here that we see. Uh, it's cast off, and, or sorry, it's to put off and to put on. 
Now, the word put off means literally to cast off or to throw away. The idea is, I'm not wearing my suit coat. I should, should have brought it up. It's the, the idea is it's like putting on clothes. That's the, it's the, uh, the, 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 the word literally means like to sink into, when the, the putting on of, of, of the new man, the sinking into of, of uh, your, your, your clothing. So it's, it's you, you put a coat on and you're, you're not just kind of wearing it. You're not just carrying it over your shoulder. You're wearing it. Because there's a change. You've taken one thing off to put another thing on. Uh, we see here, first of all, a, a gospel reminder. Uh, just for, for note's sake, if, you want, if you're taking notes. Uh, it says, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Uh, we have this gospel reminder. He says, listen, you believe the gospel. You say that you're saved. And God says, this is what happens. Go back to Ephesians chapter 2. You were dead in your trespasses and sins, but you're not any longer. You have been changed. Chapter 1 says you have been made to be accepted. Uh, and and uh, back in Philippians it says, uh, it says that, you are, uh, that, that, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Well, he hasn't taken a break. You are still God's workmanship. And, and yes, it's, a, it's, a, it's over a period of time, but the, the reminder is the gospel still works. And th- th- there is still power in that. If there wasn't, we should just all go home. Seriously, if there's no power in the gospel, we should all go home because we're all hypocrites. We're all pharisaical, saying that God can do something he can't. I'm sorry, but the Bible says that there's nothing impossible with God. God can change you. God can give you victory. But you first have to put off the old man. Notice you have to put off the old man before you can put on the new man. So the places that you used to go, you stop going. The places, the people that you used to spend time with, listen, not that you can't talk to people that are lost, not that you can't be friends with people that are lost. We should use that to our advantage to share the gospel with them, but our relationships should be different, amen? And where should our true relationships be with the ones that we're unified with? Do you want to, you should stop not going to church and start going to church. Right? You would expect somebody that's lost. You're not just, when I say going to church, I don't mean just coming in to service. What we're talking about is, is this complete lifestyle change where it used to be about me and what I wanted out in life, and now it's about serving God and what he wants. And God has made us for one another, amen? We're fitly joined together. He's made us a body in Jesus Christ. The gospel reminder, we see a, a gentle rebu- rebuke. This gentle rebuke. He says, uh, have, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former man. Why is he telling them to put it off? Because they haven't. Because they haven't. And I appreciate that he didn't just come out and call them out name by name, but he could have. He's done it to others. He did it to Peter. When, when Peter sinned and uh, wouldn't, sit with the, wouldn't sit with the Gentiles at, at dinner, at lunch, because the, the other Jews showed up, he says he withstood them to the face. There's a gentle rebuke here that, hey, listen... That's not who you are. And listen, I, 
we need to all take that as a as as a sign or as a or as a directive that we should look inwardly at ourselves, right? Uh, I'm not going to come up and say, "Brother Frank," now. I know what you've been doing because I don't know what you've been doing. Uh, I, I don't I don't spy on you, but the Holy Spirit does, and He knows what you're doing. And he knows what music you're listening to. He knows what television, and I'm not talking just to Brother Frank. He does it for all of us. If you're saved, he dwells within you. He knows what television shows you watch. He knows how much time you spend on social media and what you do on social media. He, 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 knows, what, what, uh, he, he knows what you eat, where you go. Pretty much, he knows if you picked your nose or not. He knows everything. Wow, I'm getting really, really loud. Uh, he, he knows everything. So this gentle rebuke is a reminder that we need to examine ourselves. Not in accordance with what the world does, because we already saw what the world does. We can't say, well, I'm better than they are. Because we don't have to compare ourselves with others. The Bible says comparing themselves amongst themselves, they became fools. Right? Uh, we, so what do we compare ourselves to? The Word of God. Said where James says, look in the mirror, the Word of God. So we're to put off... The, the, we're, we're, we're to examine ourselves and look at ourselves. Paul reminded them of the power of the gospel, rebuked them, saying, if, if you're saved, then this should be what happens. And so we have the gentle rebuke there, and then what I, what I termed the garbage removal. The garbage removal. He says, put off the old man, or that you put off concerning the former conversation, that old lifestyle, that old walk that you had, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lusts. We're to put it off. We're, we're to cast it aside. We're to, to leave it behind. Not, not put it in the drawer so you can put it on tomorrow. It's a, it's a change in, 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 in not just what we do. Too many times we, we, we put on, we, we, it's like we switch back and forth. Uh, and, and, and so you have, you have people that will, will at church will, will be holy and smile and, Everything's good. But then they get in the car and they pull out of the parking lot and they're playing ACDC and Highway to Hell or something like that. And so, uh, actually, I don't even know who sings that or if that was who, who sings it or not. Am I right? Wow. I'm amazed. I'll ask my mother. I, I don't think I've even ever heard the song. I just heard the... <laughs> Anyways, beyond, beyond the, do you see what I mean, though? It's, that, that it's, it's just it's a facade. Can I tell you, if, if that's all it is, that you've not put on the new man. You put on hypocrisy, which is part of the old man. Because you're still, what you're doing is you're trying to garner praise, trying to, trying to fool people, deceive people. That's, that's old man, that's not new man. I'll be honest, I would rather somebody come in here in their sin, upset over it, but in their sin, Asking God for, for forgiveness, asking God for help, uh, hung over or, or strung out, say, listen, man, I really, I really, I would rather that person come in and somebody come in all dressed up nice and proper and sit in the back seat and never once actually listen while they thumb their, through their, their phone or whatever they're doing during the service. I, I, would rather, I would rather the man in sin come in and seeking help. Why? Because that man can be helped. The man who's not interested, can't be. Jesus said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He, 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 the, the physician's there uh, for those that are sick, not for those that don't think they need it. The world, the, the world all is sick. All The whole world is sick. We all needed Christ, but there were certain of those that 
didn't want it. This is garbage removal. Look, at, look, look with me to Romans chapter 13, verse 12. Again, forgive me if this takes a little longer. My pages are sticking together in my new Bible. Romans chapter 13, verse 12 says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not as in riding and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife or envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Why is he telling the, the, the Christians and the, the, the Roman Christians to, to do this? Because they're just like the Ephesian Christians. And guess what? So are the Colossian Christians where it says put off the old man and put on the new man. It says, we won't turn there for a second time, but Colossians chapter 3 verses 8 and 9 says the exact same thing. Why is he having to tell all of these Christians the same thing? Because they, their, their, their lives full of garbage and they don't want to get rid of it. Because garbage is fun. You ever been in a and some, you ever went to get in somebody's car and couldn't get in it because there's so much stuff in it? <laughs> and somebody offered me a ride one day. I uh, said, hey, uh, I, I don't remember, remember where you need to go. And they opened up the door, and all the trash, food bags, soda bottles, like just spilled out onto the ground. I looked at him and looked up and looked down and looked up and looked down. He goes, hey, it's time to clean the car. And he just threw it all in the back seat. <laughs> he goes, when the front gets filled, it's just time to put it in the back. It, it, oh, it stunk. It was awful. Why do people live like that? I, 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 when we really think about it, knowing that we have the reminder of the gospel, that we have the power to overcome sin, that, that through Jesus Christ we can have victory, that we're not bound by the chains of sin anymore. Uh, if we choose to be there, it's because we choose to be there. So why do we do it? Why did, why did Pharaoh, when Moses asked, say, well, I'll just take one more night with those frogs? There's, there's an old song about that. One more night with those dirty frogs. One more night in sin. Had a terrible time with them last night, but I just got to do it again. Right? Hey, hey, why? You look at it, and, and, and Moses asked Pharaoh, uh, when would you like me to do it? And he said, how about tomorrow? How about now? Would have been my, anytime. Get rid of it as fast as you can. But, but when it, we're talking about sin in our lives, we always put it off. Because we're comfortable with it, we're, we're, it's, 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 it's our normal, and we don't like change. Because it's going to mean that there have to be changes in our lives that, that we don't want to make. That we don't want to make. Is that, if I do that, then I have to give up the... What would I do with all my time? Read your Bible. <laughs> pray. Go out witnessing. Come to church more. I don't know. I can come up with a bunch of different biblical things we could do with, with our time. But, but that's really what it comes down to. Why hasn't, the, why hasn't the, the, the church of today seen the great revivals that they had back in the, the 1700s and the, the 1500s? And why? Because we're not willing to pay what it would cost. The problem is we don't understand just how much it's costing us. Because just like 
We're still walking in that old man, uh, that, with that old mindset. We're blinded to, what, to, to some of the, the blessings God would bestow upon his people if they would just get rid of those things and follow after him. The preacher at the, uh, at the meeting that we were just at, um, uh, I think it was a preacher, I don't, I don't remember where, I heard it in the last couple of days, um, but he was talking about uh, this, this old man who had a dream, and he dreamed he went to heaven, and there was this, this uh, he was up there just uh, getting a tour around heaven, I guess, I don't, don't think they actually do tours in heaven, uh, but uh, it would be cool if they did, I'd sign up, uh, but, but uh, so he's taking this tour, and he sees this long building, and just sort of stretched uh, stretched out of sight, and he asked the uh, the angel that was giving him the tour. Maybe it was Peter. I don't remember. It wasn't my dream. Uh, but the, uh, he asked the, the angel, well, "What's that building for?" He says, "Well, you don't want to. We, we don't want to go in there." And he says, well, "What do you mean?" He goes, well, "He goes. It would it would make you sad." And he goes, "He says, well, tell me what is it?" He goes, "Well, that's the storehouse of the blessings God wanted to give His people, but they never asked." They they, 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 they they never asked. Uh, listen, there, there are some things the Bible says you have not because you ask not. But there are some times God, God withholds, not because he wants to, but because he, we make him. Israel's, Israel's sin is what withheld the blessings of God upon them. So, so why would we want to live one more night with those dirty frogs? when we realize that the blessings of God are so much greater. It's because we've fallen into the deceitfulness and, and, and the, the trickery of Satan that it's not worth it. Can I, can I tell you this? It is. It is absolutely worth it. Whatever it is. If God, if there's something in your life, the, 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 in our life that the we're holding back because of that, uh, that we're not willing to give up. Whatever we have on this earth is just earthly. It's temporal. It's temporary. And I can't imagine clinging to something on this earth being worried about losing it. And when I get to heaven realizing what I missed out because I didn't. So we see the garbage removal, this idea of the casting off of those things. And listen, it's the mind, it's, we're casting off the mindset, or those things that motivate us. We should no longer be, uh, be, uh, have the mindset that's depraved or darkened. Uh, while we still carry the flesh around with us, our, our mindset it should be one of spiritual. Um, we shouldn't be uh, shut out of the things of God, but instead we should be included in the things of God because we're saved. Uh, our mindset is we're not deceived anymore, that we have the Word of God. And if, if, if we're lacking in the knowledge of the Word of God, it is not God's fault. He has given us the Word, and He has given us the Spirit to teach us. And listen, you don't even need a preacher to teach you from the Word of God. You can take a Bible and study it yourself. In fact, he tells us that in 2 Timothy. A study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, so, uh, so put it off. Put it off. The gospel reminder, the gentle rebuke, the garbage removal. And then lastly, we see there in, in, I'm in Romans. My help if I go back to, there we go. We see the, the, the gospel renewal. It says in verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. 
So we put off that former man, which was corrupt. We put off that mindset. We put off those motivations that drive us so that we are no longer doing those morally impure things. And now, as children of God, as we mature, as we grow in our knowledge of the word and of doctrine and our knowledge of God, we no longer have a depraved mind, but we have a spirit-filled mind. Our mind is no longer darkened, but instead it's enlightened with the light of the word of God. We're no longer disaffected, but we're brought into uh, relation with God. We're no longer deceived, but we're taught the truth. We're no longer desensitized, but our hearts are, 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 are sensitive uh, to the working of God and the spirit of God and the word of God. We're no longer motivated by our uncontrolled lust. Instead, we're motivated or should be motivated by our love for God. We're no longer uh, motivated uh, by our shamelessness, uh, but instead we're ashamed of what we used to be and thankful for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We're motivated then to live a life that pleases God. Uh, we're, we're no longer motivated by a lack of disres- or by disrespect for God and for his word, but instead we're motivated by the fear of God. See, we're no longer what we were, now this is what we are. And because that, that mindset has changed, because our motivations have changed, our, our misdeeds are no longer misdeeds, but we just become deeds. We begin to walk in the way God would have us to walk. Everything we do, we can do for the honor and glory of God. We serve God. We, 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 reach, we try to reach others for Christ. Everything we do is for his, according to his purpose. But how do we get there? Is it a switch? Is it, is it literally just taking off a coat and putting on another? It sure would be easy if it was. Do you know what it, what it is? When you were lost, what did you consume? All the world has to offer. Because you were never satisfied. Uh, you would take whatever the world had. And, and listen, Satan is more than happy to send to give you whatever lies you need to keep you where you're at and happy. But the truth is, you're not happy. You're just looking for happiness. I can tell you, as a drunk, I was not happy. I was a miserable drunk. Uh, I, 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 in fact, I was nigh on suicidal as a drunk. It, I, I was not a happy drunk. So let me tell you, it, it, young, you, you young people think, well, when, maybe when I'm older, I can, I'll test out. It ain't worth it. It is not worth it because it will destroy your life. Say, well, they, they look so good. They, they, they have parties. Oh, you, you don't see them laying in their vomit the next morning. It ain't pretty. It isn't worth it. And so, so what we do need is is a is a not just a, a not a, a flip to the switch or a new coat to put on, but a, a a gospel renewal. It's a it's a it's a reading of the Word of God. It's a saturation of the Word of God that that our, our input changes. See, if you fill yourself, if you fill a can with garbage, what's in the can? Garbage. But if you get rid of the garbage and start filling it with something pure, something worthy of, be, of keeping, what do you got inside? Something worthy. See, oh, what, what, what happens is, and the problem is, that we have, uh, while we believe the Bible as Christians, while we, while we, wanna, while we say that we want to live by the Bible, we find it, the reason we find it so hard is the renewing part. Because it's this book that renews us. Ephesians chapter 5 says uh, later on here that, we're, that, that Christ is washing us uh, with, the, with the regeneration of the word 
the washing and the regeneration of the word of God. Talk about the church. We're, we're told here that we're to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does that take place? Simple saturation. Saturation. Read the Bible. It is that simple, and it is that difficult. Say, what do you mean it's difficult? Because Satan doesn't want you to read your Bible, and he'll give you all kinds of things to do uh, and keep you busy so that you don't read your Bible. In fact, he'll convince you that five minutes a day is enough. If you'll read five minutes a day, that's all you read, and you never grow, grow from that, guess what? If all you do is eat a piece of lettuce once a day, you ain't going to grow very much. We need to saturate ourselves with the Word of God. How many of us spend more than an hour a day on television? How about normal? I, we don't have normal people here. Some people spend, I think the average is around eight hours. With, with a screen in front, how many of you spend more than an hour on your cell phone? I had a I had a forty five percent decrease on my cell phone usage last week, and it would have been a whole lot lower, except for I had to use it as a GPS to drive all the way down and all the way back. <laughs> and guess what? I feel great. I I I'm I I am not inundated with all the trash that the world wants to send me. I I I I'm not I'm not having to filter out all the uh, whatever videos or things that I didn't mean to see because it just popped up on my screen and I couldn't f- swipe past it on Facebook fast enough because I don't I got friends on Facebook that aren't Christians and they don't all post nice stuff. In fact, I got I got friends on Facebook that are Christians that still don't post nice stuff. Why? Because they're still walking in that old gen- that old Gentile mind. So I feel great because you know what I did. I stopped putting all the junk in my mind and I spent almost a solid week in the Word. Now, I wasn't just reading the Word. I was having it preached to me too. I, had it, I was having it sung to me too. Man, it was coming from, it was coming from every direction. And I, man, I felt great. I felt closer to God than I felt in a very long time. They were singing, one, they were singing, listen, I'm not one to get up. And I'm, I, I'm not, I have a hard time raising my hands just like everybody else because it feels different. It feels awkward. We're not used to it. But, but I was sitting there, and there wasn't anybody else standing. I'm sitting, listening to this, the choir. Uh, one of the, they had uh, the Wilson family. Uh, it's uh, somebody from down south. And uh, they, uh, he, it's him and his three daughters, and they play and sing kind of like the friends do and travel around. And uh, they uh, do a great job. But he had written this song that they don't sing because it's not their, uh, it's not their kind of banjo picking style. And the, the choir there sang it, and they invited him up to sing it. Oh my word. I'm sitting there listening to, to, to the, the, the choir singing, which they were doing a great job, and reading the words on the, on the screen. And it was talking about just the omnipotence, all powerful. I could not sit down. I could not help myself. I had to stand up. I, literally, there was, it, it was, well, if you would have tried to hold me down, I'd have fought you to get up. Why? Because it was praising God, and I was, I, I was brought to that point. Why? 
because I wasn't inundating my ears and my eyes and every orifice that makes its way to my mind with the things of this world. And instead, I was, uh, it was all filtered out. And, and what was going into my mind was the things of God and the Word of God and music that honored and glorified God. And I was there. Uh, listen, even when I, was, even when I was, wasn't happy in our hotel with no water, I, uh, we still had the Word of God. I, I'm telling you, that's, that's the difference. I can remember uh, talking to somebody here uh, several months ago and they were talking about uh, how they made the choice uh, to, to turn off the, the TV and to, to turn on some, some, some godly Christian music and, and they had a point, uh, they are just tears streaming down their face because of just how good God is. Listen, that doesn't happen because you were listening to watching Fox News. It doesn't happen because you were reading some good book. It happens because the Spirit of God is moving in your spirit and the Word of God is changing you and that happens when we're renewing our mind. And it's more than a five-minute read in your Bible. That's a good place to start if you've never read your Bible. But listen, what it needs to do, and hopefully does, is stirs up a, a hunger. But Satan will fool you, and Satan will trick you, and there'll be days where you'll go by and you won't read your Bible. And guess what? You'll notice. But after a couple days, your heart will be hardened a little bit against it, and suddenly that callous that doesn't hurt so bad. Like, I really should read my Bible. I'll get to it later. And then it's time for bed. Like, I'm so tired. I can't read my Bible today. The Christian walk is as simple as, 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 as serving God. Uh, it's, it's, this is the inhalation, exhalation, right? We all know how to breathe, right? You know how to breathe, Jake? You don't know how to breathe? Uh, you, I know how I know you're lying. Because you're alive. Because you need oxygen. You can hold it for a while, but you're going to pass out and start breathing all on your... It's, it's in your body. There, there is a, a part of your brain right back here that even... That you can hold yourself until... Hold your breath until you pass out. And guess what? When you... I told you. Guess what would happen if you passed out, Jake? You'd start breathing. Why? Because you're, there, there is a part of your brain that makes you breathe. It's also the same part of your brain that makes your heart beat. When, that's why you don't have to be worried when you fall asleep that your heart's going to stop. Come on, wake up. Don't stop on me now. Right? We don't have to do that. But we do need to remind ourselves to read the Word of God and to pray. Listen, we want to we wanna have a close relationship with God. The key is that book and prayer. We want to renew our minds so that we can push aside and cast aside those old things, that book and prayer. That is it. I, I, I wish it was harder than that because people want some tricky answer. What, what, what do I do? How do I do this? Pray, read the word. How do I grow? Well, how'd you grow when you were a baby? Mama fed you. You, you emptied yourself out, dirty the diaper. They fed you some more. And guess what? Uh, a serious baby that was here this morning has doubled in size since the last time I saw it. Was born at six pounds and is now almost 14 pounds. Actually, no, almost, almost 13 pounds is what it was. So, hey, what happened? They fed it. It's that simple. Babies are simple if you can put up with the crying. Christian babies are simple too if you can put up with the crying. <laughs> that should be a pastor's t shirt. <laughs> if, it wasn't, if it wouldn't offend some people. But it's, it really is, it comes down to that simple. What do I do? Well, here's what I do. I read three chapters in the Old Testament every morning. 
I read five psalms because there are just enough psalms that you, you can read the psalms every month. Uh, I read five psalms a day, and I read one Proverbs a day, and then I read three, three chapters in the New Testament. I say, well, that does take you forever. It takes me less time than it would to watch a television show. Really? Yeah. I did it this morning. Uh, I, I got up at, I woke up at 6 o'clock. Um, I meant to get up at 5, but I was here at the church till almost 11 last night. And so I slept in a little bit. Um, I slept until 6. I got up at 6, and I was done by 7, or before 7. I was done, I was done by 6.45 with just my Bible reading. I'm not saying, I'm not a super Christian. But if you want to grow in Christ, saturate yourself with the Word of God, when you when when you walk when you once you're done reading the Word, meditate on it. What did you read? What how could God how did God speak to you uh, through that? Uh, was there something that stuck out to you? Uh, pray about it. Ask God. Uh, spend your day meditating on those words. See, it's 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 not that you're changing and, and putting on the coat. It's that God is changing you from the inside. And and yes, you're what you're doing is you're sinking into what what God is this 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 new lifestyle God's given to you. And it comes from what He's doing in you. See, the change of the outward has to come from the inside, and it comes from reading that book. And what really really helps in the growth process. Is cutting out all the other stuff. Because if you don't cut out those other things, you're, you're inhibiting the growth. It's like trying to feed a plant water and sun, but then pile a bunch of garbage on top of it and see how well that goes. It may grow, it may survive, but it isn't going to be doing that well. What you need to do is nurture it, feed it, take care of it. So there's a, there's a gospel renewal. We need the word of God. It changes us. It washes us. It cleanses us. Jesus himself said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There should not, it's okay to have a favorite book. And it, it's, it's even okay to have a book that's not as much fun to read, but there should not be a book in the Bible that you don't read. Because it's all good. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. How would you know if I'm telling you the truth or if I'm lying, to you, lying through my teeth up here if you don't read the word for yourself? The greatest way for you to, to be able to learn to handle what doctrine and whether or not something is true is by handling the truth. Not by listening to a preacher, but by handling the truth. In the same way they teach uh, uh, those who work against counterfeiting what a counterfeit bill is like. They don't give them counterfeit bills. There's all kinds of different counterfeits. They give them actual bills, currency, $100 bills, $20 bills, $50 bills, and they sit there and they handle that for weeks. And then one day they slip in one that isn't real. And guess what? It's different. And they notice it. How, do we, how, how can we be sure and grounded in our doctrine? Not just from the preacher, from the word of God that we read. Because God, will, the Holy Spirit will teach you too. And if I get up here and I say something that's off, somebody can come alongside and say, brother, have you thought about this? It's actually happened before. It's okay, I won't bite at you. We'll look at the scripture together. 
and we'll come to the we'll, we'll come to the conclusion of what the Word of God says is right. I'm not going to tell you I'm right, and I'm not going to tell you you're right. This is always right, whether it agree, whether it agrees with me or it agrees with you. That doesn't uh, that that doesn't matter. What matters is whether we agree with it. So we see the gospel reminder, the gentle rebuke. Stop it. The garbage removal. Get rid of those things in your life. Uh, and notice that in, in, there in, uh, we're, we're just about finished. But notice it said that uh, we're not to, to, oh, where was it? I believe it was uh, Colossians, or Romans chapter 13. It said that we're not to make provision for the flesh. Just want just to throw out this little tidbit. We can be walking our Christian walk, and things are going great. We can be reading the Bible. We can, we can be uh, doing everything that we're supposed to be doing. But if you make provision for the flesh, what does that mean? You're, you're, you're giving Satan an opening. Uh, you're, you're, you're giving him an opportunity uh, that, that he could come along and, and trip you up. Uh, if you continue reading on down through here, this list of things that were, uh, he gets uh, he gets real practical, by the way. We're, we'll cover these as we go. But it says in verse 26, Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Then verse 27, it says, Neither give place to the devil. Don't give Satan any opportunity. Do not give him an opportunity. So how do you do that? By opening your eyes to the wrong things. Opening your ears to the wrong things. Get rid of that stuff. Saturate yourself in the Word of God. That's Paul's personal warning. And then next we're going to talk about those, the practical working um, in the next, uh, probably Wednesday and Thursday, depending, or Wednesday and Sunday, depending on how things go. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father God, I thank you uh, for your Word. God, I am so thankful for your word. I pray, God, that you would uh, help us. Lord, uh, Lord uh, your word is, is more than just a book. It's more than just an instruction pamphlet uh, for us to, f- to follow. Lord, it is everything to us. Lord, it is the key to, our Christ- to, the, to the gospel. It is the key to the Christian walk. Lord, it is the key to the Christian future. Uh, Lord, I am so thankful that you've given us your word. And, and God, I pray that you'd help us to treasure it, as it for what it really is. And, uh, Lord, uh, we pray that you would help us to saturate ourselves with it. Um, I, I ask, Lord, that you would um, just speak to each one of us. Lord, you, you, you know, you know our, our needs and our problems and, and where we're at, Father. And, uh, Lord, if there's a sin that needs to be confessed, if there's, if there's a change that needs to be made in, in content that we consume, or, or whether uh, it's just a asking you for a greater love for the word. God, I pray that you would work in us and uh, that you would have your way with us. So thankful for all you do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you all to, well, if God spoke to you, you deal with it now. Um, But uh, I encourage you all to, to go home and read your Bibles. Listen, if you don't, by the way, if you don't have a plan on how to read your Bible, they are, they are plenteous to be found. Um, but if you, if you don't have one, I can get you one. Um, but to read, spend time in, your, in the Word, and that is the greatest thing that we can do. All right, we'll go ahead and we're dismissed. 
See you all Wednesday.